0: Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the Survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind comments by celebs. And we actually have a very exciting episode for you guys today. We are joined by former New York Giant. Super Bowl champ and co-host of Pop of Morning Victor Cruz
1: Wow, new added title That sounded good How does does it feel? It feels good It feels good First of all Thank you for having me
0: Oh my god Thank
2: you for being Um, here But
1: it feels good Brand new gig And pop culture now So I gotta like be in tune with so many different things that I was kind of in tune with before, but now I got to pay a little closer attention to. So it's cool.
0: I was going to ask you, it's kind of a huge transition from mm-hmm. sports to this very like pop culture entertainment world. How has it felt? What do you think are the biggest changes?
1: I mean, I've had so much fun already. I mean, I've done, been on the show about a week and a half now and I'm enjoying things. I'm getting different, you know, perspectives on things. I never thought I'd be able to watch 90 Day Fiance this much Yeah. <laughs> or even like Vanderpump Rules. There we go. So in our language. Oh, wow. My, having a their faces just glowed <laughs> when I said both of these shows. So, um, but yeah, now I'm, I'm, you know, binge watching all these shows to kind of catch up and kind of get the lay of the land. Yeah. And it's, um, it's very easy to pick up on all the drama. That's amazing. <laughs> you
0: now you kind of get why we do what we do in yes. a sense. I can, especially right?
1: 90 Day Fiance. I'm like, wait. So you're telling me they just met this person and they married them in 90 days? I'm like, okay, now I got to tune in. It's un- in it. so good. It's crazy. I know. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: So I know. Yeah, it, you know, E! kind of went through this giant transformation that I feel like if anybody's not aware, we want to make you guys aware. So E! News is no longer at night. It's now at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then pop of morning is weekdays at 11 a.m. Correct. So you kind of have a prime spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it feels good. It feels good to be, you know, to have a, a just a morning or a daytime talk show where I'm talking pop culture and I got obviously my lovely co-hosts, Liliana Vasquez and Scott Tweedy. I mean, it's just, it's to see how far I've come individually is just a, a dream come true. So I just want to continue to, you know, study that and be as good as that and put my energy into that as much as I did football. And I'm sure I'll net out somewhere in a good space
0: yeah I, w- I watched the first episode I was so excited <laughs> and they were like waiting for you and then you joined the third chair mm-hmm. I, was, I was like
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> awesome it was it was very fun so much fun
0: you can tell so you know you guys know when we have celebrities here we don't really like to interview them we like to do it more of a co-hosting thing okay. and we figured we'd kind of I don't know put you to the test it's your it's your new job really let's do it yeah So we figured the perfect kind of way to intro this episode is to do, like, when sports and pop culture merge. Okay. And we separated into a couple different segments, and we wanted to start with these athlete entertainment figure power couples, because there are so many of those. Mm -hmm. And you happen to be a part of one of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Yes. This is true.
0: So let's start there. How did you and Cruci meet...
1: Uh, Well, we met through a mutual friend. Uh, Well, we really met—well, we've always known each other, right? And in passing, we'd say hello and have casual conversation and things like that. But it wasn't until later where I was like, you know what? Like, I like her, Mm -hmm. and I want to see what she's about. And obviously, you know, when I first met her, she wasn't single, and she was doing her thing. Um, And then my mutual friend, my birthday was coming around two years ago, and I was like, if I'm going to shoot my shot, this is the only way. I was having an intimate dinner and that mutual friend that put us together I was like, yo, please invite karuchi You're coming too. It was like 15-person dinner. And um, and she came. And I was like, sur- not surprised, but I was like, okay, she's here. Okay, I got to have my game face on. And mm-hmm. we talked all night. And we had a blast. We went out. And then I ended up staying in L.A. an extra night um, just to go on a date with her. And then we had our <gasps> oh, first date. Oh, God. And uh, we went to this place called EP and LP in L.A. And they have this thing on Tuesdays, I believe, where you do dinner mm-hmm. and a movie. And you do dinner on the you know, on the on the main level, on the dining level. And then upstairs they set up all these beanbags and and they give you headphones and blankets for you to like lay down and watch a movie. Yeah. And it just so happened I told them my favorite movie was Pulp Fiction and Pulp Fiction was playing that night. And oh. uh, we had dinner, had a movie and uh, and yeah, and then kept in touch and, and here we are today.
0: Wow,
1: oh, Wow! <laughs> wow <laughs>
2: so
0: that's a good you story. Shared, you, you really had your first real night with her on your birthday. Yeah. That's well, so Well, because who's going to say no to you on your birthday? And that's kind exactly. of
1: intimidating, right? Because when you invite someone to your birthday and you're trying to like, you know, court them and date them, that's kind of intimidating because you got your close-knit family there and yeah. you're kind of the sore thumb. They're like, why are you here? Yeah. But luckily, she has so many mutual friends in the room. All of us, you know, friends that we didn't even know knew each other. Um, we're all in the room together and it just made sense and it was perfect. And, um, and yeah, and, and, and here we are.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. a really mm-hmm. great story. And you extended to stay an extra night. I
1: extended Cause I was like, I was like, you know, I had such a good time, but obviously it was around all of our friends. So I couldn't get posted dinner. I couldn't get like more. I wanted more one-on-one time to yeah. so just get to know her and talk to her and see what she liked and disliked. And, um, and in our dinner, just, you know, checked all those boxes.
0: Oh, that's really special. How long after did you start really officially dating?
1: Well, we kept in contact after that. Obviously, I I came back to New Jersey and was working and doing my thing, but we stayed in touch. And luckily, through her job and through different gigs, it brought us to each other's cities often throughout that same year. So we got to see each other a bunch of times throughout the first like five or six months just through work. I was in L.A. a bunch. She would come to Jersey or New York for gigs, fashion week, things like that. And, um, and we ended up seeing each other, and spending a lot, of t- a lot of time with each other. And then our relationship, I think, just grew from that. Spending that time with each other and one-on-one time too, yeah. right? Because she had friends in New York, but not a ton of friends. So obviously we leaned on each other and had good times and went out to dinners and things like that. And and it just grew our relationship. And I think it just helped us now because we spent that time getting to know one another. And now we know each other like the back of each other's hands. And, uh, and we just have a good time together.
0: For sure. How has your relationship changed, if it has, now that you're kind of in this new role? You're a little bit more in her world, you know? Uh,
1: A a lot of bit more. (laughs) Um, But it hasn't changed much, to be honest. I did have a conversation with her, as well as my family, just saying, hey, I'm going to be a little bit more personal, um, you know, uh, uh, on the show. And just talking a little bit more about my personal life more than I ever have. Right. And just making sure that they're comfortable with that. Obviously, they understand that I'll never throw them under the bus or say anything you know, that's kind of off limits. So they were like, look, we trust you. We understand it's part of your job now. And it's an amazing transition for you. So go do your thing. We trust you and, and, you know, knock it out the park. So I was like, I was ecstatic. I was happy that they kind of entrusted me and knew that I'd take care of them. Right. And um, and it's been it's been nothing but fun so far. Wow,
0: wow that's so great. Congratulations. We're Thank so you. happy for really you. you. You guys can't see or maybe you will see when we upload some of these clips. When he talks about her, his face is like he's glowing. It lights up. It lights up. I it's can't like can't when you smiling. said Vanderpump Rolls us yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. 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 <laughs> so we figured a good place to start would be with one of our favorite couples not just in the sports and entertainment world just in general mm-hmm. all, all, all across the board which is D-Wade and Gab Union
1: oh I love those two
0: yeah love, uh, who doesn't though you I know I love those two love.
1: especially and I think I love them more after the Gatorade commercials yeah, don't They're talk so to me. Good. I know. And I was like, who knew that? The, well, you know, like, if you know them, you know their personality and, like, the competitiveness. And Gabrielle Union you know, always is like, I remember she did an interview, like, after one of the games, and they asked her about D how do you think he played? And I think he hit, like, the game winner or something.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: they asked her, how do you think he played? Oh, he was all right. Yeah. You know, he right. did good. It's, I mean, <laughs> he missed a couple shots in the third quarter, but he was all right. Like, it's just so cool.
0: They have a very um, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend vibe yes. in that sense. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, right. Where it's totally. like, oh, he has an ego. Like, Yes. Wait, I also, you know what I mean? I, which I love.
1: Funny story. we Karuchi uh, and I went and did, it was like a stretch. It was like, think of like a private yoga class, but mm-hmm. it was a stretch class uh, in LA. And it was probably the funniest thing we've ever done with them. Because like, obviously our instructor is super flexible and she's in these different poses and these different stretches. And Gabrielle was like, I'm not doing that. And if you get, in, <laughs> and if you get into that split one more time around my husband, we're walking out. <laughs> It was so funny, <laughs> so funny. So oh my god, that's so good. good.
2: That's so
0: like exactly how I picture them
1: too. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah,
0: which I didn't know this but in our, in doing our research, so they actually first met in 2007 while they were co-hosting a Super Bowl event. And it wow. wasn't until 2009 when he was co-hosting a charity dinner and he brought her as as his guest. And then the year after, 2010 was when they made their red carpet debut.
1: That's Which, amazing.
0: Yeah. I didn't know any of that. I just, they're one of the couples that to me it's like, oh, they've been together forever.
1: Yeah, it just feels like they've been together for such a long time. But I think their energy and their dynamic give us that. You know, give us that, like, all right, they might have just been together for a couple of years, but they look like they've been together forever. Forever. And they mesh very well together, too.
0: Do you follow their baby on Instagram? She has her own. She has her own page. Man. Oh my God, of course. What? Let me tell yes. you the two best follows on Instagram: their baby and Serena Williams' baby.
1: Okay.
2: It's oh, necessary. Olympia is a, she's an Instagram queen. I that little just, doll she has, forgot yeah. it, kwekwekwek. Are
1: they just dressing her in all types of outfits and like three dates, the whole thing?
0: Yeah, you got to follow. I got to lock in on this. You, gotta yeah, you got to lock in on this. Yeah, imagine they're, they're following skyrockets because of this right here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, we also wanted to talk about Tom Brady and Giselle because mm-hmm. they're another one. When you think the sports entertainment They're world, just
1: ultimate power couple, and the best part is that Giselle makes more money than him. Yeah, that's it's, like the biggest thing because obviously he gets all the love because he's Tom Brady, obviously, yeah. right? But Giselle's the real moneymaker in the family, and that's the best. That's the best part to me.
0: And I also feel like he celebrates that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever watched them, or especially when they do um, their video interviews, it's you can see it. it's like palpable almost yeah. the mutual kind of admiration. I
1: encourage that. Like the more the merrier. Like the more we can do this together, the more one, you know, one person in the relationship isn't leaning on the other financially. Right. Like, that's the best part. I and mean, you can just both live free lives. And, and then you can really level up, right? You can really make decisions on things that you want to invest in together and things mm-hmm. that you want to purchase together. And, you know, she doesn't need your permission to buy something when she's at the store, she can just buy it, you yeah. know, things like that, that although it may seem like small things, They're just little things that you don't have to worry about that make your relationship smoother and you can just go about your business.
2: I also think with athletes, a lot of the times when, you know, their spouse or partner has projects of their own, it's less of, you know, it's less of a strain on their relationship when their partner is traveling or doing stuff for, you know, sports and what their schedule when they have something else going on. It's easier, I feel like, to navigate that relationship. Yeah, I
1: love it. I love that Karuchi's busy and that she has her own life, you know, and I think that's important for... Two people in a relationship to have their own lives at the same time. Because if I didn't have a life, I'd be in New Orleans right now, up under her, like, what are you doing today? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Where are we going? Yeah. You know, every day. And that as much as you may love someone, that gets tiring after a while. Oh, right. Sure. You're just like, all right, like, you know, you've overstayed your welcome. Go work. Go do something. You yeah. know what I mean? And then we'll miss each other and we'll reconvene and it'll all be great again.
0: Do you believe in the saying that they say, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder?
1: Absolutely. I'm li- literally a walking testament to <laughs> yeah. that uh, to that.
0: I'm the biggest believer in that. Mm-hmm. I think you appreciate the person so much more once you see what it's like when you're not with them
1: 100% and yeah. it just makes everything better like you wanna and then in the interim right you find these new places or these new restaurants or you have these new things that you wanna show them when they come to your city or vice versa mm-hmm. that you're like we gotta go I, even today on text he's like we gotta go to this new place and I'm yeah. just like sign me up like let's, let's do go. it So. Um, yeah, so having your own life and having your own things to do, I think is very important in a relationship.
0: Absolutely. Do you do you guys remember this? Because I totally forgot until I was looking it over, that they started dating in 2006. They were set up by a friend, and it was one year after Giselle and Leo broke up. Wow. I completely forgot that was a thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. did you yeah. forget about them as well, a couple? Well, I
2: always—I don't know. For some reason, I always remember because I feel like— I am, it's thrown in my face constantly, (laughs) the chart of Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends and how old they were at the time. That's true. So all I see all the time is like, Giselle, 23. And I'm like, there it is. So it's like, for me, it's impossible to forget, but I forgot how close it was to when she started dating Tom Brady. Yeah.
1: That's so crazy that, I mean, that Leo's list, that's a whole separate thing. But like the fact, I, I had no idea that they were even together. I don't even remember Photos. I don't remember any of that from back then.
0: Let me tell you something that you're going to learn a lot of in this job that we've Mm -hmm. started to realize. You not purposely block out, but you end up blocking out so many of these very important pop culture moments. And then they resurface and you're like, holy shit, that happened. It's
1: so crazy. Like today I found out Charlie Hunnam had, he was married at 18 for three years. What? And I was like, to who? So that's why he's been in a relationship for 14 years. And he's like, nah, marriage ain't really for me. You know what I mean? Like wow. And and I'm kind of like newsflash, buddy. 14 years, you're already married. Yeah. Right? Right. You <laughs> like, just, it's just a little paperwork you got to sign. Yeah. But other than that, you're already pretty much married.
0: That's so—look at crazy. you.
1: I mean, I, my day job's paying off. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I am really, I'm so impressed. It, it really is. <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay, I want to talk about Justin Verlander and Kate Upton. Mm-hmm. I— it's not that I know a lot about this couple, but for some reason, I've always felt drawn to them. I don't know why. I think I just—I think I like their interactions on social media, honestly. They they kind of interact with each other a lot in the comments. And they met in 2012 while they were filming a commercial um, for the video game Major League Baseball 2K12. They broke up from uh, 2013 to 2014, and then they were engaged in 2016. So— I feel like the reason you're so drawn to them is not
2: like literally there's so nothing. Hot. No, they're such a hot couple. But Kate Upton <laughs> was also like Kate Upton was the girl. Like there 100%. was not a boy's dorm room you could walk into where that picture of Kate Upton wasn't on. So now it's like, oh, look at Kate Upton, like the progression of you're, her. And just, Justin Verlander just happens
0: to be along for the ride. You are spot on.
1: I feel like they, they, they. to me, they feel like just the around the way couple. They feel like relatable. You love what they do on socials. They just feel like the couple that you walk down the, down the hallway and knock on the door and they'll let you in and have food and, and tea and drinks and you can just yes, hang out with them. Right. Right? Yes. That's, that's what I feel like when I see them every single time.
0: That is how I feel. I will never forget where I was when, you know what I want to say, when Kate Upton's Cat Daddy video came out. Oh, of course. Guy- I, of course. I just remember my guy friends being like, I need a minute. Like, this is the craziest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> you remember that? That was like our first introduction. Of course I remember yeah. that. Are you kidding? That was too Oh good. my God, too Very much. Good. Okay, moving on to Serena Williams and Alexis Ohanian. This is a good story. Do you know their backstory? I didn't do you want to tell it.
2: So they met and Serena was in Rome for, you know, a match and Alexis was there for, you know, a tech conference and they were staying at the same hotel. And Alexis is sitting at this table doing work, whatever, and this woman comes over to him and he's like, He's like, there, there's a rat at the table. If you want to move, and he was like, I'm I'm from Brooklyn. I don't care. And he like stayed. <laughs> he was like, I don't. What do you mean a rat? Like I I've literally lived with rats. Exactly. Yeah. So he later finds out that they were just trying to get him to get up so that Serena Williams could sit at the table because oh. it was the table she wanted, and she ends up coming over to talk to him and and says to him like, are you are you here for this thing she, he explains what he does he talks about Reddit she had no idea what
0: Reddit was well, at the he's time he's the co-founder of Reddit for anybody unaware yeah.
2: so she had no idea what Reddit was at the time but they exchanged numbers and the way he told it was she kind of was like well if I need you know tech investment advice and all of these things I want to be able to ask you so they kind of talk for a little while at the table they they go their separate ways and Serena goes for the French Open and invites him mm-hmm. to come join her in Paris. Oh so god. And he the way he describes it now he was like he was like it was an LA invitation. She invited me with zero expectation that I was going to come so he's like you know what I'm just gonna go and if I don't go at least I'll always have the story that Serena Williams invited me to the French Open and then blew me off (laughs) so he says he goes he gets to Paris and then he plays it cool the first night and says that he was busy And whoever was interviewing him, I think it was Kimmel, was like, you flew to Paris for Serena Williams and then played it cool and said you were busy? (laughs) And then the next night, she did the same thing to him and said she was busy. Wow. So they finally, like, meet and hang out, and they, like, ended up going to this little zoo together, and they completely hit it off, and, you know, they stayed together. And then when he proposed to her, like, a couple years later, two years later, they went to the same hotel in Rome, and he proposed to her at the table that they were sitting at.
1: That's amazing.
0: I mean... That's a story.
1: That's the way you do it. That
0: is the way you do it.
1: I love that he played it cool, too. He was just like, yeah, I'm here, but like, I'm not here.
0: How yeah, about that? That makes me feel better because I think that women are accused of being crazy mm-hmm. in that regard. It's like, no, guys do that shit, too. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: very true. Women uh, do it more often, though, let's be very yes, clear. Yes, okay, no, yeah. for sure, for sure. As long sure. as we win in that
0: yeah, regard. We'll yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll wait longer to answer a text exactly, and all that bullshit, exactly. for sure. <laughs> and then they had their daughter, um, Alexis, Olymp- Olympia, I mean, on September 2017. Oh my
1: goodness! Amazing.
0: She, is, they are so in love with her. I know all parents are, but them specifically, it's like he can't believe that this is his little daughter, right? Isn't oh that my she, god! I think he can't believe he's married to her. He can't yeah. believe. It's I think yeah. he yeah. can't believe them. he just made this
2: website one day where people can just post the most random shit. It blew up. That was big enough, and now he's just this tech guy married to the greatest athlete. Like yeah. what? It's
1: insane. I mean, it's literally like a storybook ending for him. He's yes. just like, wait, how did this happen? But. I love it at the yeah. same time. But you know? I love it,
0: exactly. Definitely embracing it. For sure. Okay. This next one, anybody who listens to the podcast knows Julie and I go hard for this couple. Russell Wilson and Sierra.
1: Oh man, I love them. They're the best. I love them. Like literally the power couple of all power couples right i Russell's so Russell's just a baller i wish he would have won this past weekend but it is what it is <laughs> um and then Ciara is just the nicest human being and i saw them last year at pro bowl sure i probably see them again i'm working pro bowl next week as well um and i was just walked up to them and i was like you guys are the best like i wish you guys the best and they literally turned around at me and was like we love you and Karuchi too you guys are great and, and i was just like Oh you guys don't God. have to do that. You know what I mean? But yeah. they do and they're nice and they're, and it feels real. It doesn't feel like fake and pretentious. It feels like they genuinely care and they're real about and sincere about their, you know, their comments. I totally. was going that's what
0: I was going to ask you because it's one thing for us to talk about these people, but you, especially people in this light, yeah. you know, you really actually know them. Yeah. So it feels very good to hear It was you crazy, say
1: especially day one on the show, we had Shaq on and I've known Shaq for a very long time. And. I literally drove the interview because I was just like, I can talk to Shaq like he's my friend and then he's on the show. And it was funny because Scott Tweedy's next to me and the first thing Shaq says is like, Cruz, where'd you find this guy? And I was like, I was like, Scott, I mean, I just drove to Australia and picked him up. No big deal. He was like, he is the most beautiful Australian man I've ever seen. He's
0: handsome. And Scott daughters.
1: turned beet red and he didn't know what to say, do, act. And you know, Shaq just keeps it going. He's not going to like break character or anything. No, never. Yeah, oh my God. And Scott was like, all right, so you're doing something with Krispy Kreme. He tried to like turn the story. It was too good. That's, it was too good.
0: We were at um, the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago and Shaq was there. And I had never seen him in person, and I think the first time you see him in person, everybody's kind of shocked as to his size. No, no. It's like walking into even a billboard. Me. I'm
1: just like, because not only is he seven one or two or whatever it is, but he's like huge too. Like he's not just tall, but he's like wide. He's you know huge. what I mean? He's just a massive human being. He,
0: yeah, and he's walking through, and it's like all of these people. I mean, even the six foot people really—they look like little ants <laughs> just walking through. And and I said to Julie, I was like, oh, you think he left? She's like, there's no way that we he could have left, and we haven't seen him. Exactly. It's 100%. like 100. percent I must be hard for him to do any normal activities like I now understand why his Buick endorsement like why that was such a get for them because it's yes. like if Shaq can fit in that fucking car 100%. you know what I, I mean, mean granted
1: in the in the spot like his knees like up here <laughs> like he fits I guess <laughs> and they never showed the whole car so I don't know if they CGI'd the thing I know. so it's still that's still up in the air for me but congrats to Buick it makes sense yes it
0: does oh it's just so funny seeing him <laughs> that, that's such a funny anecdote um yeah they their their relationship they made their debut so and uh, Russell Wilson at the White House State Dinner in April 2015, which what a classy would be. What to a debut. It. And
1: That's Russ, so is just, on brand. Russ is a classy dude, man. Oh, I mean, the yeah. things he does. The best part, I, I think the best thing for me, remember that uh, uh, the Kiki challenge? Yeah. And of Ciara course, did yeah. it, and he was like in the background, like doing it too. I was like, oh, this guy's a legend. Like, he's not. Just because I'd be the guy with the camera, like, all right, babe, I'm just gonna record you. Yeah. I'm not getting there. <laughs> but he was like, let's set the camera up and let's both do this. We're a couple. We're together. I want to, em- you know, empower you doing this or doing anything for that matter, not just dancing, obviously. Yeah. But um, they're really fun to to hang around with and just to see them interact and be with each other is really dope.
2: They would definitely
0: go to that stretch class with you guys 100%. and Gabby. Definitely, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, Okay, this is our last couple on the list before we move into our next segment, which is Eric Decker and Jesse James Decker. Mm -hmm. And people are, at least in our DMs, because we always say, like, I think our account has kind of served as a place for people to just give their honest opinions Mm -hmm. on celebrities. And I would say the number one guy that, girls message us freaking out over is Eric Decker for sure <laughs> like he's objectively just one of the best looking people
1: I think oh my God, ever yeah.
0: right oh yeah I
1: mean the guy's got a perfect face I mean yeah. I'm just like I remember obviously we played against him when he was with the Jets a couple times and I remember him coming up to me and dabbing me up and the whole time I'm thinking like you have the perfect face like how do you like, can I see your mom and dad for a second? Because right? how did they make the perfect face?
0: Yeah, they really did. His it's crazy. face is
2: an ad for football helmets. It's <laughs> yes. like, if they can protect
0: that face and keep exactly. it in that good of shape, we're exactly. all going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they met in 2011. And it was a friend of Jesse's who met Eric through mutual friends. And when she saw him and saw how good looking he was, she literally freaked out. She texted Jesse. Jesse saw a picture of Eric that her friend sent her. And she was in. Then she sent her own picture of herself to show to Eric, and he thought she was cute. They exchanged numbers. Was it numbers. a thirst
1: trap, though? Like, what type of photo was sent? That's the question. See,
0: that's the question. That's I the wish question. I had the answer. <laughs> to. I have to tell you honestly,
2: I've seen every photo of the two of them. I think, and there's not one that's more like they just have
0: that face where yeah. it's like no matter what picture you send, it's basically a thirst every, trap. <laughs> exactly.
1: Anything they do is a thirst trap. It's so point. true.
0: There's that meme that's like, "What's your show me her picture?" And mm-hmm. it's like, because all girls on a, and I mean, I totally have. Of this like on my friends phones or whatever Of like what is the picture you're going to show of me if somebody asks to see and I can only imagine what, yeah. what that was for them
1: that, you just got to go to the IG page and just be like here you go pick one you pick one of these that. or just pick the best one and be like and choose that one that's yeah. what you
0: have to do well you know th- those like memes of like no I swear I swear he's a better picture like I swear that's <laughs> not a <that's> good <laughs> <not laughs> he not just go. doesn't
2: photograph <laughs> well he just doesn't photograph yeah, well. yeah,
0: exactly
1: in every photograph he doesn't every photograph yeah
2: and then in person also it's like <laughs> 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 these are really
0: good personalities exactly. <laughs> (laughs) Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me, to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A S T E P R O allergy.com. AstroPro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, so we've now wanted to move into some of the biggest pop culture slash sports moments. And the reason we got the idea for doing this segment was a couple of nights ago, Kim Kardashian at the Cavs-Lakers game. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you saw this. Mm She's sitting courtside. And at first, we just saw pictures. And obviously, Tristan was playing. And you see her standing up, cheering. And all of the headlines are like, Kim Kardashian aggressively boos Tristan Thompson at the (laughs) Cavs game. And she had to come out and tweet and be like, guys, I would never go to a game to boo. I was cheering him on. And that was... And then the whole thing is that's so funny is everyone's so focused on this picture, and you zoom out, and
2: there's Courtney Cox sitting right next to you. Yeah, it's her. like everybody forgot. <laughs> there's nothing like, I have to tell you, honestly, there's nothing like the sidelines of an NBA game. Like sitting courtside there is. It, every single game, especially Lakers and Knicks. I was
1: just about to say, uh, I'm sure the courtside at the Hornets games don't look right. like what they look like at the LA Lakers games, that's for sure.
2: Right, unless they're playing the Raptors and you have Drake there and it's... <laughs> exactly, you, exactly.
1: Drake, about
2: it. Drake courtside is probably one of the greatest, it, no matter what he's doing, is one of the greatest things it's ever. There's just no
1: rules for him at this point. Yeah. He might as well be part owner of the Raptors. He has his own seat. Everybody, and even when they don't zoom in on him, when you're watching the game, you can see him. You know what, you know, his silly, you know what he looks like on the oh, for sure. Line. And um, it's just—I it, it, think it's great for the Raptors, obviously marketing-wise, and just having him there, and people come to see not only the Raptors but him also. And then also going back to Kim Kardashian, the Laker game—was it? Is it like? Arctic temperatures in LA right now? They were you in like a
2: jacket. I know.
1: Super puffy jacket. I mean, was it
2: sunny in there? They did not take their, their sunglasses, sunglasses off. off.
1: Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what's the weather in LA right now that they're coming in dressed like they're about to go snowmobile?
0: No, let me tell you something. Celebrities in LA, there's just no such thing as weather consciousness. We've really learned that fur coats and the it doesn't matter. Right? If
1: this is uh, your outfit, you're gonna rock it no matter what.
0: No matter what,
2: yeah. Because the other thing is, like, I know how weirdly warm it is in New York, so yes. there's no way you're out there
0: experiencing much
2: colder temperatures
0: than we are exactly. for sure. But for you, I know obviously it's different with football because the it's it's not as close. But mm-hmm. have has there ever been a time when you knew someone was in the crowd and it made you either perform different or?
1: Not necessarily. I think we get a lot of guys that come prior to the game. Mm-hmm. Like pregame sideline is where we see things. And, and we've had one time Jay Z come to a lot of our <laughs> games because he's a Cowboy fan. And obviously Giants Cowboys is always a huge rivalry game. And I remember coming out there one time and he was just out there playing catch, like throwing the ball around with the homies. And I'm like warming up and I'm like, is this, is this for real? Like he's just out here warming up playing catch. Like. It's crazy. So I (laughs) kind of had that in my, I remember like halfway through the second quarter, I'm like, I wonder if Jay-Z is like congratulating me on my catch right now. Like just thinking back to like what he's thinking and just thinking, there's no way you don't think about it when you see people, you know, before the game.
0: That's a big one. Yeah. I mean, that's not anybody coming. Yeah,
1: that's a biggie. For Jay-Z. sure, oh for my sure. god,
0: yeah, like no pressure, but <laughs> yeah, no, pressure, no pressure, but Jay Z's yeah. watching every. Couch. Yeah, true. And Beyonce's with him,
2: so you better fucking. <laughs> yeah, <him with> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was, what a seamless transition, Julie, into Beyonce. Yeah, I could, st- I could transition In any anything <laughs> into Beyonce. I know. Give me any topic, history, school, anything. I will transition I to Beyonce can. seamlessly. Take it away. <laughs> talk talk about it. Well, obviously, Beyonce and Super Bowl halftime shows have come become. I don't want to say synonymous because she's only done, you know, one real performance and one guest performance. But for me, when I think halftime now, I always think Beyonce. Yeah. So she had her, you know, epic performance in 2013. Mm-hmm. And which I still, first of all, is on YouTube. And if you're not watching it like every once the. Two months, three months, whatever. Just just to stay stay fresh, fresh remember. Like you should do that. And then, of course, in 2016, when Coldplay was Mm -hmm. the the halftime show, she came out with Bruno Mars and Beyonce performed Formation, which was such a big deal at the time because it was the whole you know Black Lives Matter and Mm -hmm. all of these things, and it created a lot of you know support and controversy, and it was. I thought it was one of the craziest, best performances she's had.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I think it 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 was more than just a performance. I think it was yeah. like a stance it, where yeah, she it was. was like it was putting her flag in the dirt and saying, we're here. Black lives actually matter. Mm-hmm. The things that are going on, I do not agree with. And I'm going to put this show out here and put this, this routine together to prove everything I just said. Right. And she did exactly that. In my For opinion. sure.
0: What is it like when you're— playing a game during the halftime show.
1: Um during like the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. Well, it's annoying because you're in the you're in the locker room and a typical halftime on a regular game is like, I don't know, 15 20 minutes, something like that or maybe less, maybe like 11 minutes or something like that. This this one was like 40 minutes. So it's almost unorthodox because you're in there and your coaches, you know, go over the adjustments to be made. Your your position coach goes over adjustments and that takes about 10 minutes. And then you're in there for another like 25. Like, OK, should I take my pads off? Yeah. Should I relax? And we all did that. We took our pads off and kind of relaxed a little bit. So we're not just tensing up the whole time with our with our pads on yeah but we took them off and then we chilled for a minute and then we put them back on and went back out there but there's definitely an eerie feeling during the middle of it where you're like i want to go back out there and finish this game my anxiety my you know my blood pressure is rising my adrenaline is still pumping and now it's kind of simmering down and i want to keep it up so right. i can go out there and continue to perform at a high level you know
0: yeah I cannot even imagine. It's like you say, you know, and I not, but I cannot imagine what that must be like. That must be an adrenaline rush like none other. Even
1: just, uh, obviously the Super Bowl is one thing, but just uh, any football game. I was just telling someone, they asked me if I missed the game. And I was like, yeah, I missed the game. I miss, I don't miss practices. I miss the locker room with the guys and I miss game day. There's nothing that I can do in this world that can replicate the feeling of coming out of a tunnel with fireworks blasting and seventy thousand people screaming and getting ready for a football game. There's just nothing that's going to duplicate that feeling for me. So, I do miss that part of the game, but I don't. I, I also love the fact that I can wake up in the morning and not have every part of my lower body sore. So right. <laughs> I'll yeah. take that. I'll that's take a that. That's huge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's
2: definitely an adjustment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we see that also with a lot of athletes who are like, okay, what? what now? Yeah. And that's when, you know, similar to you, you you have to find the next project because otherwise it's like, okay, what, what, what do I have going on when I've lost this like huge part of my
1: life? Exactly. And even just recently, uh, a really, really good all pro uh, linebacker, Luke Kuechly, just retired at 28 years old. And that's a, I mean, I retired at, what, 30, which is super young to retire from anything, let alone yeah. a sport. So it's like, what is he going to do now? I'm sure he's had these conversations with his family before he came to this decision. But you're going to come a time where you're going to miss the game, where your body heals from its ailments and its soreness. And he's. I'm sure for him, it's going to come a time where he feels like he can play again again. And what do you do? I'm sure he has a plan to do things outside of football, but mentally, it just plays so many tricks on you, and uh, and you just got to stay, you know, stay firm on your decision if that's really what you believe.
0: Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you, honestly, really work with you. And for me, I'd say, generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so. I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to t h e o u a i dot com and enter promo code celebs for fifteen percent off any product that's t h e o u a i dot com promo code celebs something that I've always been curious about kind of is like what you were speaking to when you're on the field and the fans are cheering and not only a general in rush but also kind of like that's such a confidence building mm-hmm. experience. Is it Was it ever hard to transition out of that and to find other ways? Of course, your confidence doesn't come from that. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like-
1: yeah, um, kind of. I mean, I think I surrounded myself with just amazing people. My mm-hmm. family do a good job of just, you know, keeping me on the straight and narrow, making sure that I don't get big-headed by any of this stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Even throughout my playing days, not, not to get big-headed. My mother doesn't care. I mean, she cares, obviously. She comes to the game. She enjoys herself. But when we're home, I'm just Vic. You know, I'm not— I'm not the guy dancing salsa in the end zone. I'm not the guy on pop, you know, uh, pop of the morning. You know, I'm just regular. I'm her son. So she's done a good job of keeping me humble and making sure that I keep myself in check whenever I need it.
0: That's great. That's so important. (laughs) Very (laughs) Very important. important. Yeah. It's it's the most important. I mean, being, yeah, being able to stay grounded, I think is Mm -hmm. debatably probably the most important thing in this industry.
1: It's huge. It's huge. Especially, you know, like it's one thing for fans to cheer but it's another thing for for I mean for me to have my own like cruise chant and it's just like Oh my God! You guys are talking. I remember the first time I heard. it, I was like, "Why are y'all booing me? Why?" Right, because
2: like, it sounds like. What did yeah. I do?
1: Is my fly down? Like, what did I do? What are you yeah. guys talking about? But then you start to hear it more, and you realize that it's a positive chant. It's actually your last name, and you just go crazy, and you just want to be able to hone in on that, and not and not let the fans get rid of that at any point in time. You mm-hmm. know?
0: Yeah. Well, I bet you can always channel that energy, even if it's not physically there. You know, like you can close your eyes and remember. I do it every
1: morning. I was going <laughs> to say. The morning, yeah. right. yeah, there you go. You, see that? you, <laughs> see that? you I see love that,
2: that little top. <laughs> wow, yes. look at that. He's really good. <laughs> oh my god, excellent. <laughs> Do you feel like you had like one moment of your career that you can look back on that was like your it moment?
1: Or um, I think for me it was. Um, well, my it moment, well, it, I think it was two. I think one was being a free agent in my first ever game in the NFL, in a preseason game. I had three touchdowns, broke the record for touchdowns in Giant State in the new Giant Stadium. Um, it was just insane. Like, that whole night and day was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is actually happening to me. And then the second one was when, um, I mean, it's actually a pretty sad story, but the Newtown tragedy that mm-hmm, happened. Yeah. And um, Jack Pinto was one of the kids that was slain, unfortunately, in that tragedy. And that family decided to put him in my jersey for their funeral. Oh my god! And I was just like, okay, this is much bigger. Like what I'm doing on the field and my impact is so much bigger than what I thought. And it inclined me to go out there and meet the family and give them the cleats and my jersey of that game and just, you know, doing whatever I can to commemorate them. And then, and now to bring it all full circle that football team, the high school team, just won the state championship this past year. And I was just, I'm literally getting goosebumps right now just talking about it, because for them to go through what they went through, and I was there. Like, I wasn't just hearing about it on the news. I literally went there and saw these families and looked them in the eyes and saw the pain that they were going through. You know, I was there, like, a week after it happened. Not even, like, six days after it happened. So you can see how fresh it is and how they're torn up about it. So to come full circle and have, and actually Jack Pinto's brother, Ben Pinto, was actually on that football team that won the state championship. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is, you know, God got them. He's got them in their prayers. He's understanding. And he gave that town something positive to look into. And it was just a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah. I remember yeah. that so clearly because I'm from Connecticut. Okay, and yeah. the game, the the Newtown game was played at my high school. Oh, like wow. that was Trumbull High hosted the game. Um, But I remember so clearly after everything with Jack Pinto. And I think I was actually at the game with my dad when you had written his name yeah, on your cleats. And exactly. I remember, yeah, I remember that was such a, yeah, that was a really special moment, especially being in Connecticut and and I'm from the town so close. Mm-hmm. So it was, that was a really like spoken about huge moment. Yeah, and it yeah. was just,
1: you know, I didn't want any publicity. I didn't want any, I just no, wanted to course. go do a yeah. good deed, you know? And yeah. obviously the, it's gonna come anyway, I understood that, but I wasn't there like taking photos or it was just spend some time with the family. Try to give them something to smile about, even if it's for an hour. Give them something positive to feel and to look at and kind of take it from there.
0: Yeah. You know, you work a lot, though, with kids. I mean, kid that's like one of your passions. Can you talk a little yeah, bit about that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I just remember growing up and being in a public school and no one came to talk to us. No one came to, like, sit down and tell us, you know, what life is about, what to expect, what they went through, what to learn from, you know time management in college or like just little things like that. No one came and spoke to us about that. And now that I've been through the rigors of college, being kicked out twice and fighting my way, you know, and scratching my way through and and then coming through the other end and being who I am today, I'm like, I have a, a duty to go back, starting with my hometown, obviously first, um, to let them know what it's like, to let them know what they need to be, you know, aware of, to let them know what they need to be prepared for, how to prepare themselves for this and don't, Because it's so easy at that young age to take things for granted, right? You just think every day is the same. You go to your class, you're in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. But there's real things that are going to happen. And these moments now in those young years are going to shape things for the future. Yeah. So make the right decisions. And that was the big thing that I just wanted to get across and just be, at the very least, if you didn't get anything that I said to you on that day, you saw a person that walked the same hallways you walk, stand in front of you and be a positive influence. And you can take that and do something with it at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But also for you to care enough to come there and to spend mm-hmm. your time. And I think of that that. Makes a huge impact. I worked um, before we started doing this. I was getting my master's in social work, and I was working at a public school in the South Bronx. Mm-hmm. And when oh, no, we that's have, not easy. Yeah, it was. Right? It was a really. It changed my life. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just one year, but it completely changed mm-hmm. my life. And I was doing therapy with these kids. These and also middle school, so sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. That is kind of for me, at least, one of the most formative and challenging years yep. of my life. And I remember when the organization would bring people in. It was so much bigger than, like you said, just what they were saying. It was them being there, yep. carried so much weight. And I remember like, now I'm getting the chills. thinking about it, I just remember this one girl coming up to me and being like, I can't believe they're here, you know? And it was just, it's so special. So I can imagine the impact that that it's had. It's
1: amazing. I remember I came into my old grammar school and I wanted to surprise them. I didn't tell anybody I was coming. And it was towards the end of the school day and I kind of jumped on the uh, on the PA system. And I, goes, and I go, hi guys. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying school and you kinda hear people like, what? what? And then and I go, Well, um, my name is Victor Cruz. And before I could even say anything, you hear, ah, the whole school oh my God. just oh my like scream to the top of their lungs. They're like running out of classrooms. I'm like, guys, you gotta like go back to your <laughs> classrooms. This wasn't the intent, you know? But it's just it's just amazing to have that impact on young kids and have them listen and and be so tuned into what you do and what you say. It's such a, you know, it, it's definitely some, it's a burden, not a burden, but it's something that you think of day in and day out that they're listening and that they're looking at you and that, you know, they're looking at you for advice and that they're emulating the things that you do. So it's somewhat pressure to like continue to be yourself and and just be a positive influence on those kids.
0: For sure. It's mm-hmm. well, really, really, really special. Honestly, mm-hmm. I can imagine that's even probably more impactful than on the
1: field. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. In terms of other huge Super Bowl moments, I want to go through at least one or two okay. more. Obviously, when I think of Super Bowl, I think of the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. How uh, can you not? Think uh, about it's that, like where right? were you when you saw Justin uh, Janet Jackson's nipple? Like I just, I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll that, ne- I'll, I'll never, never forget. forget.
1: I remember how young I was and I, and being like, uh, "What was that on her nipple?" Yes. Like it yes. was like, "Okay, there's a, there's a titty, <laughs> but like, what is that?" I never seen that. I never seen that thing. What was that? And I remember looking at my mom and she was like <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. It was I'll the best. Never
0: forget. It was
1: the best. I know oh my
0: God. That was uh that was kind of the term And I feel like
1: still to this day we don't know if it was an accident or a if it was a lot of conspiracies life. there, yeah. Because Justin Timberlake did he gave it a yank and looked as if it was like Choreograph. That's the you whole know what thing.
0: I mean? Listen, that's the biggest conspiracy theory. I don't
1: theory. Know. So, I'm, you know, maybe if I get to interview Justin, I might ask him that.
0: Well, I don't think we'll ever
2: get that answer. I'll ask him I'll <laughs> yeah. Ask him yeah, exactly. You gotta we'll let us know. know then
1: you I'll tweet it out. Yeah.
2: yeah, please do.
0: That's the term wardrobe malfunction. That's really the that's, first no, time. That's that it where, came no, that's where. No, that's where
2: it came from. And yep. then after that, like Merriam-Webster added it to the dictionary. Yeah. That yeah, was amazing. the most, after that happened, the, the statistics on how many times Janet Jackson's name was searched and Googled and Insane. everything, it's like comparable to the J.Lo Versace dress yeah. that, that made them create Google images.
1: Can we talk about J.Lo and the Versace dress that she wore this past, like last year? Like, All day. Oh my God. Like, how do you still look exactly the same? Exactly the
0: same. The same. Better. better.
1: Maybe, Maybe better. Because Maybe. more confidence. Yeah, right.
0: No, better. No, we always talk about it. Wow. She is... All we do is fantasize about their wedding, what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about power. Sports have you guys power seen Hustlers? Populous? Yes, I just watched it last week. Her
1: body, and I was just like, and, and going into it, I was like, how much are they going to show of her? And then real quick, you find out like, oh, they're showing everything. It's, okay, oh, got it.
0: No, that was the most, I was just in awe.
1: Yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. She, she crushed it. She, she crushed it for she sure.
0: She crushed it. That was a good yeah. one. That, that lack of an
2: Oscar nom hurt. It hit hard. I know it I've hit heard. hard. Yeah, we are all feeling it. You know something—something <laughs> something bigger for her. Is oh in the my future. god! Yeah. yeah, you know. You oh, can tell
1: yeah. this is just a stepping stone for something bigger for her down the line Absolutely, which is
2: unbelievable. Like who at age fifty looks this amazing? And it, things are just stepping stones
1: Insane. for them. Insane. And even oh her, her, her on SNL was like, amazing oh my too. god, yeah, so good.
0: We're, we're you. Yeah, we're big J fans. So good. How can you not be? We're gonna get her on this. I'm telling you. Just <laughs> I always say to see it you, into existence. Yeah, absolutely. That's my guy. I remember
1: even me like coming out of. Um, like even doing this, like doing E pop of the morning. I came out and was like, you know what? I'm gonna work in TV. I'm gonna manifest it. Everybody I would come across, they're like, well, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm doing some auditions. I want to do it in TV. I want to act as well. Like let's see where it goes. And everybody out with me would do it, do it. I did that for about a month. At the end of that month, I got the call for E in audition and got it, and here we are. Unbelievable. you got to speak it. I'm a firm believer that you have to speak it into existence, and it will happen.
0: I mean, I could not agree with you more. I say that to Julie mm-hmm. every day. I'm like, we're not just talking about it. We're talking about it out loud. We're yes. going to write it down. We're going to journal about it. Yep. I, it's it's a fact. It, I mean, it works. Just, it it works. absolutely works. Yeah, the universe works well for you, and mm-hmm. you, you take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, last one that I wanted to talk about was, it's not necessarily a moment, but it's the 1984 Apple Super Bowl commercial. It was a moment. Yeah, but I'm saying it wasn't like a a moment in time. Yeah, it was a moment in time. It's like a watershed moment. Yeah, this was the commercial that first introduced, as they called it, the Apple Macintosh personal computer.
1: Like, what? First of all, I wasn't even born yet. Like, I were we're we're (laughs) me. The fact that that was coming out then, and it really revolutionized, like, how we even see the internet and everything today. Oh, my God. And it's just incredible to see how far that, piece of equipment has come all the way to now to iPhones and like things that we take for granted now those were crazy to come out in 1984 you know what I mean absolutely so they've come a very very long way
2: I can't believe that's how good Super Bowl commercials used to be like every year it's like you have the most hype it's like it's like <laughs> somehow the actual game comes in third it's like halftime yeah. show commercials Super Bowl exactly yeah. and then now it's like Okay, the halftime show's good. We got mm-hmm. JLo this year. We gotta get the commercials back to where they used to be. Yeah, they'll get there. I think like I haven't loved a Super Bowl commercial since the since the Doritos one. The oh, Doritos
1: one. one, they get it every time for me. The the best one that I liked as of the, one of the most recent is the one where the guy I guess the kid was making like a time machine with the cardboard oh, box. I love that one. That was the yeah, best you're one right. So the guy a good comes one. out, he's like Tommy? he was like 80 (laughs) years old. That was too good. That that was
0: a good one. That was a good one. Um, The way that we always like to wrap these up is we like to have our guests nominate who they think would be a good guest on our show.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Who would be a good guest on your show? Um, Well, I'm going to take this time to promote Pop of the Morning one more time. Please do. And you got to have Liliana Vasquez on the show. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we we would love that. that. She's amazing.
1: And she would would love you two. You guys will take— Two hours of time in here just talking (laughs) pop culture, social media, like she's well versed and loves all of that stuff. Um, You gotta get Lily on the show
0: Okay, let's, sure. do it. let's do it yeah, Let's absolutely. do it Gail, if you're listening <laughs> And exactly. Gail is 100%, is 100% listening oh, exactly. <laughs> We'll exactly. make it happen This was so much fun Thank you for blast. being here so No oh problem, my pleasure God. We are really, really excited for you Thank I just you. want you to know that And, and is- so impressed Yeah, You learned so much
1: I'm, I'm like, learning I can't on the fly. believe it I gotta get out of here Because I gotta go binge watch Real Housewives of I I Beverly Hills know, I know, I know I gotta go, I gotta
0: go That's Victor on E! News' Pop of the Morning weekdays At 11 a.m. on E!